This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Human. Hello, who are you? AI. I am AI created by OpenAI. How can I help you today? Human. Can you choose three of the most important personal finance advice? AI. Sure. Here are the three important pieces of personal finance advice. One, create and stick to a budget. Two, save for retirement. Three, invest in diversified assets. Okay, lor. I think I can end already. My career ends. The financial coconut shall close shop after today, right? Anyway, all those answers were created by ChatGPT. So today, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about this and see where this brings us, okay? Yeah, welcome back to the financial coconut. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and welcome to my personal monologue segment, First Dips, where I try to dip into the latest, most fashionable or trendy ideas out there in the personal finance space. And yeah, today we talk about ChatGPT. Because even my politician, tahan, right? They cannot veer away from everything AI, everything chat GPT is like very funny, man. I don't know. But okay, okay, all that aside, all that aside, whatever that I say in the opening, I literally wrote that in chat GPT, right? And I highlighted the whole thing on our Telegram group. So you can go to our Telegram group to see exactly what I asked. I asked the AI to elaborate and all that. And today, we're going to spend some time to do that. Lah, huh? The goal for today's episode okay, is to try to evaluate what ChatGPT said. Which, okay, I, I must say, I, I don't broadly disagree. You know, but uh, I pro- I had some extra prompts for it. Okay, so today is a fun episode. Huh? Because I, I covered the budget until I, I betahan. Right? Enough, really. Enough. Uh, very serious topics, you know. Wow. So we go to, we do something light today. Huh? Have fun and be a little bit more nuanced. Huh? And also at the same time, share with you my thoughts around ChatGPT. And will it actually affect you, affect your future? So yeah, that was the opening with ChatGPT. Yeah, I had some prompts, so we will elaborate it as we go along. But before we begin, um, my thoughts around ChatGPT, right? So I'm sure the ask function is quite good. Okay, to be fair, I mean, based on the simple prompts that I put in, I think they give me some of the, uh, what we would call the best-in-class ideas so far. So, so broadly, it's good, it works. But I think there's one assumption that people don't realize. 
what ChatGPT really did wasn't to create new ideas, right? It was probably just plowing through the internet to find what was the consensus, right? What is the most credible sources? Probably there's our, inside the algorithm, there's like backlinks, you know, like forum numbers, whatever. So, so there are some data points for it to evaluate what is considered credible, right? And download numbers, views, whatever, right? So, and then plow through the internet and then give you the consensus. In other words, it is not creating a new idea and it will very unlikely give you like fringe, new, interesting ideas or it's very hard for you to point out the latest, most interesting ideas. Uh, because yeah, the, the I mean, you can train the prompts. I'm sure you can train the prompts to hunt most interesting ideas coming up. Uh, but if you use very generic prompts for the AI, it's going to give you standard, um, broadly accepted answer, which is not a problem. But it also means that the newer, interesting, edgier ideas that are not very well propagated on the internet yet, uh, because that's the data set, will not be highlighted. In other words, I echo what Zad said in our Wise and Shine episode 15. Okay, check that out. Okay, Wise and Shine episode 15. Should you fear AI stealing your jobs, right? Uh, I, th- I echo what he said. Essentially, what, what he said was if you are churner, that means you are just really churning and repeating the same thing again and again and again very easily your job will be removed and replaced by ChatGPT. And I think more and more other AI platforms will do it, whether it's Jasper or even Google trying to catch up on the AI stuff. I mean, it didn't really do very well, right? <laughs> but, but you know, it's okay. Well, it doesn't matter. They will train, they will learn, eventually they'll get there, right? So if you are churner, just really pulling all the information, like a lot of the, come on, man, a lot of the writings, right? A lot of the blog articles, uh, even in the personal finance space, even for the big banks, uh, you you look at what is being written there, it's like, I'm like, uh, do you, do I really need to read this? Because all this is from like CPF website. <laughs> it's like, it's like they just take the data or they take the exact writing and then maybe change some words and redesign, organize it a little bit better. And then, pala, there's a new article. It's like, how is this a new article? It's, it's not, it's not, it's not insightful, right? So, so if, if you are doing a lot of these kind of things, you know, where it's repetitive, it is really just pulling things from different places, chances are you, you, you got to keep up. Lah, in other words, right? If not, if not, you fall through. Yeah. Lah. So if you are a churner, chat GPT or any of the other AIs that will be equally good will replace you. If you are a creator, that means you create, you, you have new ideas, new formulas, you create new models, new blueprints, uh, you you bring new processes. You you essentially match different ideas together. You, I mean, you study sociology, and then you study like economics, or or you know you you end up in like toys or something, right? So and then you pull these few things together, and then voila, you create new things, right? So when if you are a creator in all sense of the word, right? Not just content creator, not just writer. In all sense of the word, you can be creating new HR processes. You can be creating uh, new mathematical formulas, right? Whatever it is, as long as you are creating. AI will find it very hard to replace you because, you know, like I said, AI at this point in time, or at least chat GPT in this ask function, which everybody's going crazy about, is really just plowing through the internet with some sort of algo at the back. I don't know what is the exact prompts that they have at the back, the database that trains it. 
to pull out information and give you the best-in-class ideas out there. Which means best-in-class means consensus. Everybody agree or broadly, everybody agree that these are the best-in-class ideas. But if you're creating new things, right? Trust me, you always get into all sorts of hiccups, all sorts of resistance, all sorts of stuff, right? And, and it's in, in other words, as you are creating, you are not part of the consensus yet. So you are fringe, you are out there, and uh, eventually, at some point in time, if, if, it, if it becomes more and more solid, then you become the new consensus. Then ChatGPT can like pull out the information and say, ah, nah, this is what it is. Right? So, so if you are creating, um, it's quite unlikely that you'll be replaced, at least not now. Okay? But if you are churning, then yala, it is what it is. Lah. So I hope uh, you tune in to the podcast every week uh, because I create, lah, not that I churn. Lah. Okay, maybe sometimes I do, like, hey, very hard. Lah. Come on, I'm approaching 200 episodes. What else? What else you want me to say? What else? Sometimes I ask myself, why you're tuning every week? I ask myself, why I say so much every week? I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I'm very happy to be your entertainment on the way to work. Huh? <laughs> So yeah, today's episode is going to be a fun episode as to how I react uh, to some of what ChatGPT has uh, shared with you or recommend you coconuts to do. And at the same time, I will add my spin on it. Uh. So to ChatGPT, these are the three most important uh, basics of personal finance, most important pieces of advice. Okay, I'm going to go through one by one. Uh. The first one is most important. Uh, number one is create and stick to a budget. Okay, this is what ChatGPT tell you. Uh, create and stick to a budget. And so I gave it another prompt. Okay, I gave it another prompt. Ask you to elaborate. Huh? <laughs> and then the reply is, creating and sticking to a budget is important to keep your spending in check. So you can stay on track with your financial goals. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a financial agent talking to you, but it works, right? I mean, those are best-in-class ideas at this point in time. <laughs> so then I give it another prompt, okay? Human gave it another prompt. What is the best way to budget? Wow, this really blew my mind, okay? What is the best way to budget? AI replies, okay? The best way to budget is to create a spending plan that works for you. Start by listing all of your income sources and household expenses. Once you have all those listed, compare and contrast your income and expenses to determine your net monthly income. Then decide how much you want to allocate for different categories such as savings, bills and daily spending. With a well-structured budget, you will be able to manage your financial resources. I'm like, Ingnell yeah, this is this is this is like a great, you know, like paragraph opener, and then below I just add how I would budget, and voila, that is one article. <laughs> amazing, amazing, and of course I believe right. If I prompt it further, it probably can tell me a few strategies to how to budget lah. But that's not the point today. Today we're just here to have fun, not here to learn. <laughs> if you want to check out uh, some of my thoughts around this like budgeting, because I think recently I did an episode under First Dips 183, episode 183, oh my goodness, 183, 183 coconuts. Can you, can you, can you fathom that? 183, we have one episode a week, man. We've been doing this for like one more than three years. But anyway, 183 episode uh, First Dips where I talk about 50, 30, 20, uh, savings, uh, budgeting strategy updated. Essentially, I change it to 30, 30, 30, 10. Right? So, because I think uh, it's it's a bit, it's, bet, it's more contextualized. To me, everything is a say, everything is a spending. It's either you spend now or you spend in the future. Right? So, please check out the episode, you know, how, how I look at budgeting. But at the core, if you ask me, 
the biggest qualm that I have with what ChatGPT just shared, right, is uh, of course, this is the consensus. Everybody tell you this thing. Um, the biggest qualm that I have is that it doesn't really tell you the reality of practicing these budgets. Because when you practice budgeting and you stick and you try to stick to it, right, sometimes it's very painful. Right, it's very painful because uh, you know you're actively combating your desires, you know your higher order needs. Um, you feel envious about other people. You know it's like yeah, you know my friends can travel, but no lah, I budgeting. You know I'm trying to get my goals thirty, you know a hundred thousand by thirty or something like that. All, all that stuff, right? So, and and the pain is real. And a lot of a lot of the financial planner or financial strategy, I right, will tell you like you just gotta bite the bullet and go. Right? And essentially, that is what ChatGPT has shared with you, right? The, you know, um, the standard kind of ideas, right? Which is not wrong, but it doesn't take into account the human natural behavior, right? Which is this desire, this envy, this complex emotional set, this higher order needs that are hard to solve, right? And that is why in my budgeting strategy of like 30, 30, 30, 10, 10 is splurge, right? You must empower yourself with a bunch of your monthly income to really go and try and splurge and play around with it, to explore different facets of life, explore your complex needs and try new things. Because to me, right, that, that essentially this exploration process allows you to find clarity on what you want. Right? Eventually, if you naturally fade off to become 5%, 2%, 1%, either because your income keeps going up or you find something that you love and you don't need to explore new things for a period of time, great, good on you, right? And then your, your splurging income, your splurging bucket essentially does not need to exist, then great, because you have sorted out the life that you want. And so naturally, then that becomes uh, dissipated. Law. It can be incorporated into your investments. It can be incorporated into other things in your life. And good, well, and good. Right, so check out the episode that I did, uh, 183. But I will not deny lah, huh, creating and sticking to a budget, I think, is, is very core, right? If, if there was one thing, if there were two things I could add to make it easier for everybody, number one, of course, is the whole splurging thing. Embrace the human in you because if you keep suppressing the pain is real, it, it comes out in other ways and we can talk about that another time. The other one probably will be to do in a group. I think doing in a group, uh, pacer packs, what I call pacer packs, is so underappreciated. Sometimes you're on your own, you do it on your own, then you paise, you don't share other people, then you know you don't talk about it. Uh, it's not great. You feel like you're on this lone journey, right? It's it's um it's harder lah if you're on your own. I feel okay. My my that's that's how I look at it. So everything, if I can, I try to do in a group, right? I think group, you know, hustle together, you know, that kind of pacing, pacing together, it, it it's very good, right? It keeps everybody in check on the budget also, because you you are human. We are human. We all fall into all the human traps, right? And in the process of developing the habit. Eventually, we form the habit in our budget. Then it doesn't matter anymore because you already smoothed out this process and you will repeat it. It's the from now to then when this process is being set up, uh, best is you do it with a bunch of people and you manage your pain in that process, right? So to me, that is how forming the habit really is, right? And sticking to the budget, sticking to the plan. You got to do all these things to stick to it, right? And uh, not just just bite the bullet, which is what a lot of people will tell you. And then they will sell you this whole like, do you want to have bigger goals now? Is that your future? Are you going to like compensate on your future? I was like, please, if you cannot live the now, don't talk to me about the future. <laughs> so, so that is my only qualm with ChatGPT and many other people that share these ideas. Huh? And uh, this brings me to the second point that ChatGPT has uh, 
highlighted as the best-in-class personal finance advice and that is to save for retirement. Right? I had very interesting prompts for it. So we will come back to you afterward from our sponsor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So after the ChatGPT gave me that, that idea, I, I, my prompt is, how much do I need then for retirement? Okay, and this is what it replies me. Lah. The amount you need for retirement will depend on your individual situation and lifestyle. Well, it knows lifestyle, leh, lifestyle. Okay, generally speaking, it is recommended that you save at least 10 to 15% of your income each year. However, this amount can vary depending on when you plan to retire and how much you need to live comfortably in retirement. And that is why I say if you're a churner, pretty much your life is gone. <laughs> it's like these things, so well written, you know, so smooth. People will be like, oh, yeah, 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 it's agree. Right? So it, it, it is, it, the, the, the idea is there, right? It is there. <laughs> and it's very hard to debate against it because this is consensus. I repeat, huh? AI will give you the consensus ideas, right? Unless you have a very complicated prompt for it, right? So it is what it is. It's not a bad idea, you know, but um, if you ask me, I think we can push a little bit further to try to envision what is the retirement life that we want, right? And a lot of times, a lot of times, like I've, I've probably repeated this like what, 10 times, a lot of times we, we base on our life today, okay? We look at our life today as a reference for how we want to retire, which is not accurate. Trust me, if you are 65 years old, you every day hai lao, I guarantee you, you end up in the hospital. You tabule tahan. Okay, so, so you cannot, you cannot fried chicken every day. Oh my God, you, you're going you're gonna to ping sun. Okay, so uh, a better idea will be probably to go and ask some of the old people. Right? In your life, sure got old people. If, if your parents' life is what you love and what you want to emulate, why not go for it? Right, but I'm not sure if that's the life that you want because that's, the, that's not the life that I want. I don't want to emulate my parents. I have to look at other examples. So whoever that I want to emulate, I ask them, so how much do you spend? One month, how do you do this, right? How much do you eat? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then you try to ask them some backstories. Last time, leh, last time, how do you eat? And a lot of them will tell you, well, when I was younger, I eat a lot. Lah. That's why all the old people, right? When you go to the banquet, especially the Chinese people, right? you go to the banquet, the old people will say, ah, yeah, young people must eat. Lah. Young people can eat more. You know, it's like, well, very annoying. I hate that. <laughs> because what, what is it? What are they really trying to say is uh, we cannot eat already, but we overorder. Then we don't want to feel guilty that we, you know, we, we order too much. So you eat finish. Lah. <laughs> Of course, they also they also want to be nice and everything, but that is the subtext. That is the subtext, huh? Okay, so I think that is a better way to envision and emulate your retirement. And and like it or not, uh, like it or not, okay, most of us will probably have a more boring retirement life. It's not gonna be as sexy, not gonna be as interesting. And you know, I mean, you find a hobby, you find some things that you like, you live with the people that you enjoy, you spend time with. Um, yeah, eventually fire works don't matter. It's, it's more the peace, the comfort, you know, the, the, the silence and the people that you enjoy spending time with together. 
But of course, of course, uh, I'm not saying that that is definitely the best way to retire. I'm just saying that rather than having all these ideas in your head, because I know, I know, I mean, I've been through the multiple people asking me, so what is the life you want to retire with? You know, how much money do you think you need? I, I've went through multiple of that, okay? Whether is it presentation or human or, you know, um, even like bots, right? Or even like you, you, you go to all those, you know, like uh, those kind of, apps or something, they always prompt you, right? Like, how much do you want to save for retirement? All that, all that. But it's not contextual. It's all like abstract ideas in your head. Oh, is it 3,000? Is it 5,000 a month? You know, some people tell me, I need 10,000 a month to live in the end of my life. I'm like, really? 10,000 a month? What do you want to do with 10,000 a month? Right? <laughs> it's like, you know, you know. So, and I'm not saying you cannot. I'm, I'm saying you need to contextualize it with actual examples of how people live. Why? 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 Okay, important. Uh, why? Because if you don't do that, your plan becomes extremely arbitrary and sometimes you may over plan, uh, other times you under plan, uh, right? So either way, over plan, under plan, all not good because over plan means you buffer too much, right? You are putting away too much money and every time you put away some money, whether it is for investment, for savings, for insurance, whatever, you are discounting the amount of resources you have to live life today so that you can live life tomorrow. Okay, so, so it is a trade-off. Better you try to plot as close as possible to how you think life will be. So emulate some people, go and ask them how they live a life. And you can ask a few, right? So you set a few examples, right? Best one, best one, most short one, right? It's the life you want. Go and ask them how much they spend a month, what do they spend on, blah, blah, blah. And then like maybe have a few in the middle and then find one that's like minimum. Minimum, I want to live like that. I want to have a row of pottery outside my house. You know, inside I got plant, I got espresso machine or maybe kopi machine, I got tea set. You know, I can hang out with my friends every other week. You know, I um, yeah, have social gathering, go to church, go to mosque, you know, go to temple, whatever. Lah. I mean, that's quite typical of like, uh, old people, right? In Singapore, okay. <laughs> not making a moral judgment. I'm just saying that's how they live life. Or a lot of people, right? So, so go ahead and ask yourself, what is your bare minimum? What, what is the best case? And then go ahead and interview them. Essentially, how much do you spend? And if you need me to do it, I will do it. Okay? I will run a series for it. Okay? <laughs> and if you, let me know if you want it. If you think it's a worthy series of me interviewing all these people, how do they live life in retirement? Let me know. I will put something together and ask the Ministry of uh, Family and Social Services to sponsor. (laughs) And with that, you become more objective when you plan for your retirement so that you do not over plan. Okay? So this brings me to the third one that uh, ChatGPT has shared with us, best personal finance advice, and that is invest in diversified assets. Okay, this is the third one. Uh. Also consensus, very hard to debate one. So what is my prom? Okay, what is my prom? Uh? My prom is why should I invest in diversified assets? Uh, Chat GPT say, investing in diversified assets is beneficial because it reduces your risk by spreading your investment across multiple asset classes. This way, if one investment performs poorly, your other investment will help you buffer the losses. Additionally, diversified investments help you grow your money over time as the different asset classes will perform differently in various market conditions. I'm quite sure, right, this is like in all like all the fund manager website and all the banks and all the, <laughs> all, everything. Everybody is, most people, they're talking about this. So, that, you know, this is the so-called best in class idea that ChatGPT brought up, which I don't dispute. I don't dispute. Huh? But if you have time, okay, if you have time, go and listen to episode 76. Wow, 76. 100 plus episodes ago. Okay, 
episode 76, how do you build your own investment portfolio? Part 1 and part 2 is 77, right? So that is when First Dips was still the financial coconut. I, mean, I gave up the name for the whole network, right? So my show become First Dips, right? But go and check it out. Episode 76 and 77. And if there's just too many, you can search Building Your Own Portfolio, The Financial Coconut on Google and then it will link you there. In that two-parter, I went on to explain um, how these kind of broadly diversified portfolio ideas are anchored on. Like what are fund managers trying to do? What are they doing? And what are they giving up to achieve this, right? Um, so go and check it out. I don't want to repeat myself on today's episode. But the broad idea is in a broadly diversified portfolio, like what ChatGPT said, uh, the risk is more is spread out. Lah. Okay, but... I think what I want to caution is sometimes people will tell me, oh, you know, uh, I broadly diversified, ma, I buy like 20 Singapore properties, you know, <laughs> or, or I buy like 30, you know, Singapore shares, right? STI top 30, right? And and I'm like, mm, okay, you are diversified in that tool, but technically you are not as diversified across the board, right? Because if the Singapore stock market crash, everything crash, you kena one time also, right? If the property market crash, you crash, everything crash, or kena also, right? So how diversified you want to be um, really comes along with the comfort of how you are investing and how aware are you, okay? The, the biggest divergence today, right? is the goals of investing, right? There are two, two big bunch of, I mean, the traders one side, traders don't care, man. As, long, as long as it moves, right? they, they, they got momentum, they can make money off the movement, great, go for it, right? But for investment, right? There are two big bunch of people, okay? Two big bunch of people in investing. Huh? The first bunch of people are the people that want to have a very consistent return over an extended period of time. And these are the bunch of people that talk about broadly diversified, right? Because when you broadly diversify, you can manage all the complex risks involved to have that 5% every year, okay? And by doing so, you are essentially, you know, balancing all the different risk factors lah, through the different portfolios because of how they move lah, and all that. Check out episode 76, 77. So that is that bunch of people, right? They plan for a fixed return over an extended period of time. The other bunch of people are investing for maximum upside. Okay? So that means right, their investment goal is to maximize their upside, uh, maximize their returns. They have no clear target of where they want to go. They may have some reference target. They reference Buffer, uh, 20 plus percent or Peter Lynch or whatever. They'll reference some people. But to be fair, their goal is not 20%, 30%. They hope to 50, 100%, even better. So they have no upside cap. They are planning or they are investing for maximum returns. And what they do, okay, what they do is different because that is their goal, right? So what they do is because you cannot plan for the future in absolute terms, you optimize the now, right? So they will try to evaluate a free cash flow, la, look at the revenue of the company, la, or like even the crypto guys, right? They try to tell you, oh, this is a network effect of this thing, la, you know, blah, 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 what, what, what's happening, you know? The, so they try to look at the factors today, Right, so that they, they have they have some sort of a framework. Okay, different people use different framework, but they have some sort of framework today to optimize their decisions today based on what they understand of the market, and and that is all they do. They they're actually not planning for like what how volatile it is into the future because the goal is to get maximum upside, and by doing that, the the belief is we just optimize the best practices today. 
Uh, that means I want to get six packs. You know, uh, if, I, if I can get eight packs, 10 packs, it's okay. It doesn't matter. But I just focus on diet and I focus on my gym routine. That's it. I don't really care about, you know, what other things will affect me and, and all that. So I optimize the now. I'm not planning for a clear end in mind. And the other bunch of people are really looking for consistent returns over an extended period of time. They don't need to care about max upside. They got a clear goal. One. Like example, their goal is to get 1 kg reduction in your weight every month. Right? So their goal is very clear. Right? And uh, they, they just work towards it. They will not try to go above and beyond. Right? They're just consistent and they try to make sure the variance is as low as possible. They keep hitting it. Right? So, so both sides right, are really just having different investment goals to begin with. So by having different investment goals to begin with, the way they go about doing things are different, right? And they always shoot each other one, very cute one. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay? So I don't disagree with what ChatGPT said, but I'm airing out this other viewpoint because I know in the landscape of investing content, um, there's a lot of people that are working towards the maximum upside. Right, which is why they optimize the now. Okay, all your growth stock investing, la, value investing, la, crypto, la, they're, they're all looking for maximum upside. They don't really care about like, you know, a consistent, you know, not that they don't care about consistent, but that's not their goal. Their goal is maximum upside for most of them, which is why by extension, then they will have all sorts of different ideas that support their ideas. Okay. And to me, that is the part that ChatGPT never really talked about, right? It, it's and, and this is a little bit more nuanced. You got to understand this, lah, right? So I hope, uh, actually, uh, maybe I do to this episode to show you uh, that Aku still valuable. Lah. You should still sponsor me. You should still listen to me. <laughs> so, well, I, I like very hard. Uh. Life is very hard. Uh. ChatGPT uh, made my life very hard. But yeah, so these are the <laughs> three points that ChatGPT shared, which I don't disagree, but I went on to uh, essentially rest my case lah, that there are more nuance to it. Right, I'm going to sum up the three points that ChatGPT shared about the best personal finance advice out there. Number one is create and stick to a budget. Number two is to save for retirement. Number three is to invest in diversified assets. Right, And yeah, um, my prompt to him or the her, the ChatGPT is elaborate and then it went through a lot of stuff. So it's very, very interesting. Go to our Telegram and my whole prompts are there. Take a look, take a look. Right, And I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is the much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, sign up for newsletter, uh, follow our TikTok, do our IG, everything lah, everything lah. We're everywhere lah. I, I don't want to prom anymore. Lah. So just, just, just go and follow wherever you are, wherever, right? And if there was one thing I hope you can do, like, share, subscribe, please help us grow further. We already like max out our natural habitat. Right? We need to go further. We need more people to join the network so please share you know uh, we hope to be the platform that is a bit more uh, palatable uh, for people not palatable welcoming and not like overly simplistic uh. so please share with your friends and people that you care hopefully they find value uh. okay so we will see you next week mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
Okay, fun episode. Uh, fun episode. I find it quite funny. Uh, you know, and yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. And if you really want me to interview some of the old people, I think there's value in that. I'm very happy to try to cast a bunch of old people to come in just to give us different optics of how they spend and all that. Right? It, it, it anchors our thoughts. Right? So that is good. Yeah, next week, next week, uh, we're going to spend some time to talk about CPF life. Right, so the government annuity you have to explore, you have to right. So, I think this one you put there, right? Because um, the government is trying to do a little bit more. Like last week's episode, I talked about how CPF is trying hard to become the a big anchor in your retirement planning, and by doing by by that it means like yeah, you you cannot run away from it. It's not going to be shrinked. It's going to be expanded. And uh, maybe it is time to take it as an important part of your personal finance planning for your retirement and not like, oh, have, have law or like, oh, yeah, this one money cannot take out one, like, we, just do C- uh, we just do HDB, you know, like that, right? So uh, I think it's something to think about. And next week, I'm going to expand a little bit on CPF Live, essentially how to think about it, what is it trying to do? Um, or at least, I mean, they they will have a certain idea of what they, what they market, lah, what they're trying to do. But when I look at it, what is it trying to do for us, right? I think that's the, the middle class Singaporean. That's the interesting part, right? So we'll see you next week for CPF Live.